0: Nobody no, no. Let's go ahead. We'll get into our main topic this evening, and that is the 2000, I want to say it's 2016 Vision Series. The creators, according to what I'm seeing here, Tom King, this will be our, I believe, our second reading of Tom King. One of us had his Batman Elmer Fudd crossover we did (laughs) (laughs) and i actually like that yeah uh so this is our second dive into into tom king here uh we also have gabriel hernandez Walta, which i believe is the penciler michael walsh and on colors is jordy Belair. uh so this came out in 2016 and it's about the vision uh so what i'm going to do we're going to go ahead just standard source material format here i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and synopsis the first four issues Actually, I'm going to read the solicit first, and then I'll give the first four issues. Mark's going to have a talking point. Five through eight will be uh, will be me, and then Ronnie has nine through 12, and then we'll come together and give you our final thoughts. All right. Uh, so any questions, comments, anything else you guys would like to talk about before we get into it? I'll go ahead. Ronnie Adams, you ready? No, I'm good. Okay, Mark Radlich.
1: Uh, no, I'm good. I mean, unless you guys want to praise my ideas more.
2: <laughs> Mark, you are a genius.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I do, I'll, I'll do have one question. A big, audience, a big audience just clapping right after you finish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do have one question. Um, before the movies, before anything else, uh, what did anybody have any like extended experience with vision?
1: Uh, when I was a kid, I was well. I mean, Avengers was like my main title, and I read at a time that the Vision and the Scarlet Witch were in there, and I was aware that they had that they were. Mm-hmm. I might have actually even read the limited series that they were in. It was, I think, after they broke apart and she went crazy that I wasn't reading anymore. But when they were an item, I was I was big into the Vision. Okay,
0: I have not. There, I can't think of really too many titles that I read that included the vision in them. I mean, I've read some Avengers. I own like most of the run for West coast Avengers. And I know he was all through that, but I, I don't think I've read them. Honestly, dude, I, I, they're, they're one of those things that sit in a long box and I've never pulled out and read aware of the character. I knew that what his original costume was. I knew that he turned to white at one point, which is mentioned in this series. And so I knew that I did have the opportunity and I might've talked about it on this podcast, actually pick up his first appearance, at a auction about three years oh, back. Yeah. And I mean, it was probably the hottest comic there. Uh, there were yeah. some really, there were some really nice comics there, but uh, I ended up making a, making a friend uh, at that auction. Cause he beat me. Of course, I think he beat, I, I was out at near the beginning after it got to like 30 or 40 bucks for this <laughs> lot, lot of comics that was together. But they, they had the first appearance of a vision was uh, pr- first appearance of vision was going for, it's still going for quite a bit. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, other than that, though, I don't know much other than he was an Android, synthesoid, whatever. And, uh, man, I'm trying to think of any big storylines where I've read that he was a part of. And honestly, I know. Uh, there's Do y'all
2: prefer the monochromatic vision or the green and
1: purple and pink? And-
0: I will go ahead and say green, purple. I don't really like the yeah. white vision or whatever. No,
1: I was never into the white vision. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's get our solicit here out of the way. The vision. Wants to be human and what's more human than family. He goes to the laboratory where he was created, where Ultron molded him into a weapon, where he first rebelled against his given destiny, where he first imagined that he could be more, that he could be good, that he could be a man, a normal, ordinary man. And he builds them, a wife, Virginia, two teenage twins, Viv and Vin. They look like him. They have his powers. They share his grandest ambition or perhaps obsession. The unrelenting need to be ordinary. Behold the visions. They're the family next door. They have the power to kill us all. What could possibly (laughs) go wrong? (laughs) So I assume this is the solicit. This was uh, straight taken off of read comic online. Uh, So, so there you go. Let's go ahead and we'll dive into issues one through four. And again, it's the vision. He's trying to have uh, a normal family and almost kind of like a normal life, which is something out of the ordinary for a synthezoid like the vision to seem to want to possess our family the visions i guess is what we'll call them from here on out the visions struggled to appear normal like your quintessential family dad has a job uh, we have a stay-at-home mother in virginia and the kids attend a normal high school until one night while the vision is away driven mad by the thought of the vision and his family being created off of the brain patterns of his brother the grim reaper interrupts virginia and her children at dinner almost killing viv in an entirely unexpected fit of rage, Virginia savagely kills the Grim Reaper in front of her kids and attempts to hide it from Vision. The only problem is Leon Kinsky. I don't know if I've got, I, I'm hoping I got that last name right. Leon Kinsky, the father of Christopher Kinsky or CK, a close friend of Viv's from school, used his phone to tape Virginia burying the Grim Reaper in her backyard the following day and is now blackmailing her to get the Vision family to leave the neighborhood. After arriving at the address given by Leon, Virginia confronts him. Leon lets her know that he has, he was once in the service and is packing a firearm. And when their conversation gets heated, we'll say, he draws his weapon and fires. Virginia is able to phase or pretty much become intangible, similar to the vision, and the bullets go through her. But unfortunately, standing behind her is CK, who is instantly struck by the bullets and killed. Even though it was unintentional, Virginia shortly punches the angry grieving father, rendering him unconscious as well. And that's kind of where we leave issue four. So that is a jam-packed synopsis right there,
1: as short as we can make it for issues one through four. Mark? I love this story. Uh, I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Let's start with the the obvious thing here, and that is the Vision dealing... the, The Vision uh sole purpose. I mean, the, the fun thing about androids in fiction is that they all seem... There's the one unifying factor is they all want to be more human. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's data or the vision. You know, there's so many other, like, android characters in... You know, comics and literature and television and whatnot, where they endeavor to be more human or understand the human experience, and it's kind of fun to take human everyday concepts and run them through the the visage of a completely, you know, intellectual uh, and you know, um, emotionless robot. <laughs> that's what yeah. some of the that's some of the best stuff in this comic is their definitions of humanity you know and they're just, they're just cutting and right to the point. That's one of the things I loved about like in the first four issues they're very philosophical. the whole concept of the vision feeling you know this need for belonging, this need for family and and understanding how family drives behavior it drives purpose uh, it creates purpose you know i i thought those were great concepts to play around with mm-hmm. so right right there this this book hooked me I'm really sad that I waited this long to read it because it was like the talk of the town last year.
0: <laughs> well, you know, this goes without saying, and we have not had the opportunity to mention it on here, but this is clearly Josh Calandris's. Uh, we've Ronnie. We've been part of conversations with Josh where he's talked, he's brought this up.
2: He's been begging I, us for a while to do this. Yeah. I mean, and, he's, uh, unfortunately he had to work tonight. So I'm, I'm really sad that he's not here to talk about it. Cause you want to hear that man get passionate, mention this storyline.
0: This is kind of, of a very in-depth breakdown of what a family is whether you're android or not i honestly think there's a lot of truth in the the appearance of normality that people put so much of a weight on Mm -hmm. that is true for anybody any race color uh you know creed religion whatever you're 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 trying to fit in
1: well let's get right into the meat of the plot and that is the you know the vision is based on the brain waves of Simon Williams, Wonder Man, mm. and Wonder Man's brother is the Grim Reaper, and so he immediately takes Umbrage with not only the existence of Vision, but the fact that then Vision created uh more more of himself in in creating a wife and two children. You know, I'm always. This is where Ronnie and I always have fun debates because I always I can, I like to see play devil's advocate, kind of see both sides of the issue, and I can completely see where the Grim Reaper is coming from. Not the first person to rise up and say science is an abomination of God. So. <laughs> um <laughs> that's that's also as old as time itself. So the the fact that he would run in there and immediately like stab the daughter and try to kill everybody in the room it was just like this is an affront to me personally and in you know and in an you know and again an abomination in the eyes of the Lord and I will not stand for such nonsense any further. I don't
2: think he said abomination in the
0: eyes of the Lord. Did he?
1: <laughs> it was inferred. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: I just thought I thought Grim Reaper was. Uh,
1: clearly disturbed
0: he's He's a madman dude when you see his face and he's He's busting through the wall he looks like he is absolutely insane he his eyes are all googly
1: and and i was just Like, like okay Okay, I got the page. Okay. Behold the Grim Reaper. Imposters! Imposters! Frauds! Artificial jokes! Imposters! You pretend to be my family. You aren't real. Simon is real. I'm real. Did you think I wouldn't find you? Everywhere I look, I see you. Everyone is so eager to share their photos of the near perfect family. A family made from a stolen copy of my own brother. When will you learn the vision is not Wonder Man? You are not a family. You are not real. And then she fucking murders him with a cookie sheet a la ECW. <laughs> she does too, man. She she, she does well on him out. with it. It's
0: ridiculous.
1: Takes him out. Hang, hang on. Before you get into it, you don't see that, in, that implied in all of that was you aren't an abomination in the eyes of the Lord? No. All right.
2: No, I don't see that. Um, I see somebody that is clearly mentally disturbed. He is a supervillain who has tried to kill his own brother on multiple occasions. All right. Just because his brother is a superhero. So he stays ticked off with his brother about that. But then when somebody tries to copy, you know, or uses a copy of his brother's DNA, brainwaves, whatever, you know, brainwaves and and makes a artificial life form. It's not about how much he loves his brother. It's all about him. It's jealousy. I see jealousy in there, too, because he's jealous of his brother. You know, it's not it's not in the front. It's just the fact that they're using Simon and not him. So he uses the he uses the the guise of this is, you know, this is terrible this is a you know like you said an affront you know to my family no it's an affront to you because you feel like you deserve the credit that simon's getting and that's what i got from it so what does he do he goes on a murderous rage and tries to take out what you know (laughs) like like you do like you do (laughs) (laughs) and tries to take out what he tries to kill his own brother again basically by trying by trying to kill this family under the under under another guise of you know you're not natural you're not normal so it is you know it's not it's not the fact that science is an abomination no i love science and you know and and i love my faith as well so it's kind of like one of those things where like it's not that it's the fact that you're jealous that someone else is getting the attention that's what i took from it
1: I'm no way insinuating anything about your faith. Oh, I
2: know. Okay. I'm just saying that there are people out there of faith who like science as well. We're not all Westboro Baptist Church, you know.
1: <laughs> okay, um, I wasn't insinuating that either. Um, Mark believes <laughs> that I hate science. You're hate flat science, and Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie Earth loves goat penis and is a flat earther.
2: Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that you know it's it's it isn't that at all. In in if that's what they were trying to insinuate, if that's what Tom King was trying to get, that's not what I got out of it at all. Because
1: See, I, and and reading over it again, I still feel like that's where this is coming from. Because I feel the think if you read between the lines, what's happening there is let's take this back 100, 200 years, and the Grim Reaper is a white family, and these are black people. And it's still your existence offends me. Okay. Um, let's take. The- well, what did that stem from? Uh, ignorance, hatred.
2: Ignorance, hatred. Yeah, exactly. Fear. But um, maybe jealousy. I don't know where yeah, where but- most hate comes from. Um, um. No, I
1: could. I actually could see that because I mean, I think in a lot of. I think what ends up happening is you know you're seeing it now without getting into a whole political thing. Is everyone's happy until suddenly your job uh, is gone. Your your sense of purpose is gone. Then you start looking around to people who are different from you that are successful and you blame them
2: right and it's not their fault at all right uh, it's just the fact that maybe you were really bad at your job
1: look it used to take a hundred people to make a widget 50 years ago now it takes one person controlling the machine that does it
2: right you know yeah, yeah. It, but but you get what I'm saying it's not always that um mm-hmm. you know that you were bad right yeah, sometimes your
1: you thing. you used to make widgets and um but you but it was a union job that paid you thirty dollars an hour now we can get you know Chinese chinamen to do it for a fraction of the price. Right.
2: And, uh, and um, it, it's just, you know, okay, we'll take this. I had a job not too long ago that uh, paid me very well uh, for what I did. You know, it was a full-time job. It was, you know, hard hours at times. I got paid uh, hourly plus commission. And so I was getting not only paid, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week, but I, you know I was also getting commission on top of that. Well, recently they've gone to the the formula of we don't need full-timers anymore, so we're hiring nothing but part-timers that don't care about – uh, health benefits or the hours. So we'll hire younger people, you know, college kids, you know, people are just, you know, just need a job. Younger kids that are moving out of their parents home for the first time, just need a good job, pay them lower wages. They don't care about health benefits. You know, they'll, they don't think about that because I didn't when I was 18, 19 years old. And they've gone to that formula because it's saving them millions and millions of dollars. And, um, that leaves a lot of people that have had that job, um, that, you know, enjoy the, the, the benefits of full time and everything, um, that leaves them out in the cold. So, you know, there's probably a lot of hard feelings is that the person that gets hired in their spots fault. No, but usually they get the blame for it. It, it, it it just stems from being in a bad place mentally. We'll, We'll even say mentally, spiritually, you know, maybe sometimes physically. And he, Took his aggression in this book. He took his aggression out on the wrong people in a in a horrible, horrible way. He decided to go in and stab somebody, stab a young girl, even though she may not be a living, breathing human being. We all know that uh, that vision has the has the capability of. of A feeling of having feelings and emotions, be it sometimes they're cold, but he does have feelings, emotions. He fell in love. He was married and he just wants that feeling again. So he created a family. This is his family. They are quote unquote alive. So he goes in and he kills one of, or tries to kill him. So he tries to get rid of them and and it's just, he's a horrible person. And he proved that.
0: I, I want to read real quick. Just I'm reading this letters page. This is the end of issue two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom King wrote a, you know, three or that was a page here. Uh, but anyway, I want to read this paragraph. This kind of sums it up a little bit here about the about the whole book. But it says visions, chaotic, chaotic, excuse me, visions, chaotic quest for the normal will be the central theme of this book. We will look at how the world reacts to his noble attempt, how that reaction warps him and his family, sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. It is a tale of blood and kisses of brothers and sisters, daughters and sons, husbands and wives of betrayals and high school and guns and lasers and bureaucrats and Avengers and neighbors and suspicion and robots. And this is my favorite part. (laughs) He says and suspicion and robots, red skinned robots peacefully living amongst us comma, red skinned robots trying to live peacefully among us. So he says it twice, <laughs> which, uh, which is interesting. How about Virginia? I mean,
2: she and- can swing a cookie sheet. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at this panel, and she hits him with it, right? And you see blood come out, you know, just crazy <laughs> amounts for, for a cookie sheet.
1: Brace and the only them,
0: other word is them. snap. I didn't expect his neck with a cookie sheet. That is probably, well, I don't know. There's some shocking moments throughout this whole book. Yeah. But I, that would be number one. Okay, this yes. is number one on a list where, well, if you're going chronologically, in my opinion.
2: Number two, because the number one for me was uh, seeing Viv, you know, her midsection— section explode with a giant blade.
0: Okay. (laughs) That kind of shock.
2: Yeah, the look of absolute horror on her face.
0: I I think virginia trying to virginia defending her family i guess really doesn't surprise me it's the cover up that we get into that besets amongst all these it's basically a chain of events that just continues to fall horribly for this family mark do you have any comments on that
1: well i think you have to look at this from her point of view which comes out later in the book you know she knew that if she came clean and admitted what she did immediately. There, there's an inherent prejudice to an android family living in a human community. So they're already starting uh, behind the eight ball. Then she kills a guy. You know, I, I, it's a funny thing, and it wasn't really addressed in the book. But it, but it but I was thinking about it, especially living here in Florida with what's happened in the last couple of years, which is, you know, the Stand Your Ground law. You know, when you think about what happened, the Grim Reaper broke into the house... And, and for all intents and purposes, nearly killed one of the individuals in that house. And some would argue that, android or not, she had the right to murder the guy where he stood. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not addressed here. And maybe it's not addressed because I think the bigger issue is, is once again, the belief that, and maybe rightly so, these are dangerous beings. Let 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 us just call them what they are. They're super powered androids. They have every single every single aspect of their being is superior to humans. And you're already dealing with a a time in a community of prejudice. That's just gonna add flame to the fire, and then she kills a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think they went right to the point of, yeah. there's no way we get out of this clean. There's right. no way we get out of this with anyone seeing our point of view. There's no Mark Rattlet that stands up and says, well, he did break into their house and stab their daughter. He kind of had it coming. Nope, it's they're dangerous. Get them. They're dangerous. Kill them.
2: Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. Um, There's a convicted murderer living, you know, in a neighborhood. Nice, quiet neighborhood. Everybody knows that he's a convicted murderer, but he's turned a new leaf. Uh, Someone breaks in his house, threatens his family. He takes the guy's life. Does he come out clean?
0: Uh, there's going to be questions. Yeah, there's, there's going always, to
2: be questions. There's always and- questions.
0: You're already... You're already untrusted as a person in a new neighborhood. And I'm going to say that as a person who actually has moved into a neighborhood. This is a, you know, I'm, I haven't been a part of this neighborhood for no more than what are we going on? Seven months now that I'm living in. This is a pretty close knit neighborhood that I'm in. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's probably owned their own houses. It's really strange how out of place I feel. And I'm just a normal guy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I mow my yard, you know, I, I, I don't do anything strange here at the house. I, I try to I try to, you know, be cordial to everybody. But that's a feeling that anybody <laughs> going into a new neighborhood, it, it probably feels just because you're an outsider. People are going to not trust what you have to say as we continue. Let's go into five through eight. Uh, All right. So, I mean, we had some pretty heavy stuff happen in that last issue on number four. I mean, we didn't get into that, but I mean, uh, CK getting killed by his own father inadvertently oh was
1: that was that in four also yeah no we have to talk about that
0: okay yeah go ahead
1: okay so that's another situation where she's kind of accepting the blame for the murder for ck being manslaughtered essentially but i the way i read it and maybe you guys disagree i didn't think she had really done anything wrong she was invited into the house he's threatening her and she's basically standing up for herself. She doesn't lay a finger on him. I mean, it's kind of like Jesse and I get into an argument. I kind of get in Jesse's face. I'm not touching him, but I'm I'm approaching him, and Jesse pulls a gun and shoots me. Like,
0: yeah, uh, no, I, I, I totally agree there. I didn't see her in the wrong in any way here. I mean, she she, she didn't, didn't seem threatening thing. to me. Yeah, she didn't seem threatening at all. This guy overreacted right. because, number one, he was scared but. but which I would be, too. I mean, if there is a just like we talked about, there's a superpowered android in front of me whose son already choked out my my own son right i'm also blackmailing said person okay <laughs> uh, this is not you know the Listen, circumstances behind I'd this be nervous going,
2: going to, into somebody's home normal you know that wasn't a super powered android that i was blackmailing
0: exactly exactly so like I, you do. I didn't i didn't get the sense that she was threatening him in any way but i could understand his fear but i certainly can't i can't forgive the guy for pulling a gun and shooting it whether his own son got killed or not i mean she wasn't gonna, i don't know
1: i'm gonna ask a controversial question okay uh, look i don't like follow comics closely enough to where i could make an assertion but i've heard some things i've heard some things said by gavin i've heard something said by pat and i'm and so with that With that in your minds, do you think Tom King in that exchange was not only setting that up for plot reasons, but was also kind of giving a treatise on gun control? What he presents in that is essentially man has gun, man uses gun, man slaughters his own kid. As if to say, see, this is why we really don't want guns in homes. We're idiots and we end up killing our own children. Mm, I okay. And I'm not saying that that's that that I that I agree or disagree with that argument. I'm asking if you think he's making that argument.
0: No, and I'll tell you why I don't think he is. Uh, because it is not it is not paraded about. Okay. It happens. It's a central plot to understand. As we see, Virginia continued to lie and and not disclose things. I mean, she co-cocks this guy, puts his ass in a coma, but doesn't say a word to anybody about what she did. So the whole gun control thing. Yeah, it's an unfortunate accident. I, I believe that it wasn't his his way of bandying about the whole political issue. Tom King was actually uh, if you I believe he was a member or employed by the CIA at one point. The writer here has a lot of political ties, I guess you would say, uh, governmental ties. So uh, but being a member of the CIA, which I've heard stories where supposedly this guy, you know, he there's things he can't talk about clearly. Mm. Uh, and I would imagine he's probably used a weapon and understands the dangers of said weapons. Uh, but I me personally, I do not think he's trying to make a statement in that way, shape or form in any way, because if so, it would have been something more prevalent throughout the book. Ahead. Let me go
1: for a counter to that. It's entirely possible he absolutely was making that argument, but kept it minimized so as to not aggravate the, it's like, I have something to say, I'm going to use this forum to say it, but I can't linger on it, or I'm going to lose my audience.
2: Mm. Well, you could say that, I mean, you could almost say that about the entire Civil War storyline.
0: With with registering the weapons. actual Civil War
2: <laughs> yeah the whole the entire Civil War he's talking about Marvel Comics Civil War right <laughs> no I'm talking about you know Lincoln and everybody else saying, oh, okay. you know, we yeah. need okay, you're being serious okay my bad no 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 I'm not I'm saying Marvel <laughs> Civil War and having to register yourself <laughs> we have
0: miscommunication going on right now okay so I got you I got you
1: I just want to say I was with you Ronnie I just didn't know if you meant Civil War one or two <laughs> <laughs> one because two was kind of bad okay i haven't read it so i don't know
2: well okay a lot of people die i don't the R- end.
0: ronnie do you uh, go ahead and answer mark's question do you think it was the purpose of tom king here <laughs> i or... didn't pick up on that
2: now okay. it may be because i have a completely opposite view of that and i don't look for that you know not saying that you do or or, or you you know what your view is mark i don't know your view on that
1: just call me uh, a liberal panty waist and get it over with, okay? Well, are you? No,
2: <laughs> then I won't do that. Um, so, speaking of losing audiences, I don't. I, you know, I just didn't pick up on that at all. But they'll, you know, Ronnie, you're a gunner. You don't understand those. You know, people's use uh, more than you think. No, I didn't see that at all. I didn't. I mean, you know, I could be wrong. He could have. You know, but I don't think. I don't. I don't think I am wrong in that. I don't think that was a view that a point that he was trying to to share in that.
0: Facts are facts. We see an, un- an unfortunate accident where a person dies in-, in a gun-related incident many times throughout the news. Uh, so well, yeah. maybe it's you because we're desensitized to
2: it. But You read about car crashes, planes going down, and lightning strikes as well. Now, if you do want somebody that uh, that proudly proclaims oh. his beliefs, oh, go read the Flintstones
0: <laughs> 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 or uh.
2: Snagglepuss. Which I really I've only read the first one of that, so he hasn't really come out and well, yeah, he has, but um, it, it's still terrible. I can't it's, wait to talk about those. Oh no, I can. It's
0: it's used <laughs> as a great aspect to further the plot. Yeah, uh, clearly. Again, more unfortunate stuff is happening to this family and and, and Virginia, I guess we would say, she feels she has to do just pile more dirt upon the stuff she's trying to bury. I guess Uh,
2: I took it as a a plot point, just like any, you know, in movies or shoot down to the uh, down to your soap operas, you struggle over a gun and somebody gets hurt. You know, yeah. no matter what.
0: My main concern was like, how is Virginia going to be covering this? Right. One? There's my no main
2: I mean, concern th- th- wasn't, wasn't, oh my gosh, there was a gun involved. There was holy yeah. crap. How's she going to, how's she going to get out of this?
0: How's she going to get out of this? Viv's closest high school friend is now dead. Yeah. Ugh, I mean, geez. Some horrible stuff.
1: But what I love about this is everything that Viv does. You could argue is both the right thing and the wrong thing given the circumstances. You know, she kills the Grim Reaper because he they she he's broken into their home and attacked their family. This
2: is Virginia, yeah, Yeah, Virginia.
1: She didn't do anything to CK. She was shot at, Mm yeah, and and by the very nature of her being defended herself, and in doing so became you know became um, heir essentially. And so she was shot through and what happened to him was a complete accident. And and it just sort of, and then, you know, and then punching him in the head was like, well, I don't know what else to do here. Clearly, I I have, you know, I have to do something. And so she puts the guy in a coma and it's like, on the one hand, these are not good things. On the other hand, what other choice in those circumstances did she have? And so she's. She's clearly the villain of this story, but she's not a villain. She's a very sympathetic
0: villain. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's not reacting in any different way than I would (laughs) have.
1: Right. This isn't isn't a a machine that is, this isn't Ultron that, you know, kind of lost its mind and decided uh, humanity has to die. She keeps making hard choices that are. Hard circumstances. And and it keeps going back to the idea of, well, I did these things because there's no way they're going to let us get away with it. No one's going to see our point of view. We're always going to be the bad robots. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's go ahead and we'll move on to issues five through eight. Uh, so the vision is soon taken in for questioning, and the attacks at CK's house. Yes, the vision. Uh, The vision vision denies any of his family's involvement, actually lying to the police as he said that he was with everyone the night that it occurred. During this time, it is evident that Virginia is unable to process the results of her actions. All right. She's already kind of losing it, but it continually (laughs) gets worse as the issues go on. As things seem to fall apart, she is repeating words with no reason and some uh, very emotional outbursts occur. You can see she's struggling internally and she even says, you know, how do I fix the how do I fix this? I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. She's she's trying to fix a lot of stuff. Uh, things tend to get worse as a neighbor's dog ventures its way into the vision's backyard and begins to dig, <laughs> unearthing the Grim Reaper. Uh and- and as the dog, I think, bites the scythe on the, on the Grim Reaper's arm, it electrocutes and kills the dog in, in the process. When the owner comes over looking for the dog, the Visions, uh, headed by Virginia, once again, lie about what happened, saying they had not seen the dog. Enter Sparky, the synthesoid dog created from the brain of the neighbor's dog. Who created said dog? Who created Sparky? None other than Vision himself. Now, throughout all of this, Agatha Harkness, which is this is a character that's been around the Marvel Universe for quite a while. Uh, She's actually the witch that raised Scarlet Witch. She becomes aware of a revelation of the future where vision has become a threat and destroyed the Avengers and raised the world. I think is one of the quotes that she used Uh, with this in mind, Agatha contacts Scarlet witch, and they are, they had to go warn the Avengers about what is going to occur. Now issue seven, this is Josh said that this was his favorite issue. Uh, the whole series.
2: Let's get the one person that they don't trust the most that went completely fruitcake nuts. (laughs) and say hey listen guys i know what i did <laughs>
0: but there's some but, serious stuff coming
2: there, you know y'all gotta check out my ex-husband who's <laughs> happily married now i think he's gonna go crazy and kill everybody uh, okay yeah. wanda you have a good day sweetie
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't cast any spells and say no more mutants
0: yes let's let's not do that okay issue seven Issue 7 is a look back at the life of the Vision and Scarlet Witch. Uh, Their love for each other, their love for their own children. That's right. Vision and Scarlet Witch had two children. Uh, Is it possible? I don't know. I don't know. And what, again, I don't I
2: know their children. Uh, yeah. Basically spells. Yes. Yeah. They
1: were apparitions.
2: Yeah. They were. She, she made them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And when not, she wasn't,
1: and when she was right focusing way. on that, she, they would go away.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so yeah, for their, their love for their own children and eventually their marriage and relationship falling apart. Uh, this she is the issue. is witchcraft. This is the issue where we learned that Virginia was actually modeled after brainwave patterns of the Scarlet Witch that she willingly gave to the Vision. Oh, that's why she flipped out. Yeah, buddy. No, so, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. You, I think you can make an argument for that because yes. she does, Virginia does say, I think, towards the end of the issues, these things are going through her head. It's almost like she has this jealousy. Did you see some of the panels where uh I think Vision mentioned the Scarlet Witch, or she may have it, thoughts have been running through her head of Scarlet Witch and the look on her face when yeah. that happened? I mean, that's that's some storytelling right there. So anyway, so that was issue seven. Issue eight, Victor Mancha. Does that sound familiar, Ronnie Adams? Do you know a Victor Mancha? A little Mancha? bit. <laughs> a little bit. Victor Mancha, another synthesoid son of Ultron and brother of Vision, comes to visit. We are treated to his interactions with the rest of the family, as Victor seems to have the unique opportunity to provide a shoulder to lean on and an outside perspective of living life as a synthesoid.
1: Strangely enough, this is not the weirdest family I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) I'm from West Virginia, son. (laughs) I've seen a lot worse. Unfortunately, while playing fetch with Sparky, then... Vision's son stumbles upon Victor in an adjacent house and contact and updating the Avengers on his progress of infiltrating and gaining the trust of the visions in order to make sure that the vision and his family are indeed a threat or not. It is clear by the end of this issue that Victor does not intend to let Vin leave with that information. So Victor Mancha shows up and throws... Uh, I guess a knife in the back of uh, of the visions here. So, uh, so that's issues five through eight. My talking point would be issue seven. That love that Scarlet Witch and Vision had for each other. And it was told very very well throughout. I can understand why uh, Josh kind of. You know, he sees that as his favorite issue because that that issue tells you a lot of the history that I assume probably occurred throughout West Coast Avengers. Uh, You guys probably know better than I do. Uh, Okay, and that's kind of nice for me as well, because I don't know much about the vision and his history. I didn't understand how I mean, look, we're all human. It's kind of hard for us to understand how a robot can love somebody i can (laughs) i have a better understanding of a somebody loving a robot with the way things are going nowadays with all these sex robots and stuff popping all up Um, the relationship between (laughs) scarlet witch and the vision that that's something that was kind of hard for me to understand as a person who has not read west coast avengers victor mancha give me some background on victor mancha there ronnie adams
2: he is a character from runaways uh he was created by ultron thought his "Quote unquote." well, he thought he was real uh, the entire time, but he's uh, more—he's a synthoid android, somethingoid um, that. Android.
1: What? (laughs) He's a a paranoid android.
2: Paranoid android thought he was real. Thought his father was Doctor Doom. Then found out that his father was uh, Ultron, who had created him for, of course, world domination, like you do. But he was—he was first introduced in Runaways. If I'm—if I'm not mistaken, that's the only. Yeah, that was his his. Uh his whole background was in was a runaway story.
0: Yeah, it was neat to see yeah. kind of his some flashbacks to him hanging out with Chase from runaways uh yeah uh, so. yeah
2: and in the new in the new runaways series he's at Chase is actually carrying his head around That's trying weird. to bring him back to life um cuz miss missing huh. but um he is Vision's brother and I never really never really made the connection I kind of did when I was reading in, uh reading runaways but never really made the connection I was like oh and then when it hit me in this I was like oh my gosh yeah they are brothers mm-hmm. you know um this is you know Viv and and Vince uncle so it was really cool to see him go further in the marvel universe you know he was he he was in the um technological side of i can't remember the team's name but he was in uh, in that that faction yeah avengers ai, AI. Mm-hmm. on a side note it was really cool to see the the you know certain you know he was one of them sister grim i think those were the only two that went really any further in in the marvel universe uh molly gertrude was dead molly just kind of went and lived with family for a while i think and and then uh, chase did his own thing and disappeared off the map so those were the only two from the runaway series that uh that really uh, went further in the in the marvel universe mm-hmm. uh but um this is kind of like ties in with the new runaway series too, because what happens in Victor uh, happens to Victor in this, uh, you know, has a lot to do with where he is in the new runaway
0: series. Okay. Very cool. Uh, there was a lot of talk about how Victor wanted to uh, avoid the main, what was it like the main goal of his programming, which was to betray the Avengers. Uh, yeah. that, that comes out here later in issues nine through 12, what he would consider his victory. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was supposed to be victorious, I think. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, take over the world and will destroy the Avengers, take over the world, be a supervillain. But obviously his time with Runaways negated that. And he became a, a superhero. Yeah. That
0: was the title of the eighth issue was victorious. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Which is really cool because it's keeping in with the the V motif of the entire family. Yeah, yeah. Vision, uh, Virginia, uh, Vin, Viv, and Victor. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, it was cool to see that, but um, and put all that together. That's who you know Victor Mancha is. He he is. Uh, he, he was part of the railways and, uh, and now is a fledgling member of the Avengers.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then we're going to talk about the finale of this series and I'll kind of give a little bit of the epilogue that occurs in the 12th issue here. Uh, so Victor, like I said, we, we left off. Victor has Vin, a kind of prisoner. Uh, he's re- stopping Vin from leaving, and it's not pleasant, okay? No. Uh, it's it's like he's almost kind of like electrocuting Vin and trying to keep him from phasing and getting away. But Victor's attempt to hold Vin prisoner is all for naught as Vin is able to fire a laser towards his house to get his father's attention. During the struggle to escape the electrical grasp of Victor, Vin actually dies before, right before his mother and father reach him. After these events, the visions are confined to their house by the Avengers. During this time, Vision attempts to help his wife come to grips with what has been happening, and he also witnesses his daughter Viv grieve over the loss of her brother. There's a very moving part in that. I can't remember which issue this is. I don't know if this is. I think it's issue 10. You know, the family's trying to come with the. They're they're trying to grieve or come come to the realization that Vin has now you know, is gone. Uh, and I, I messaged you guys a, a, a little bit about the part where vision's kind of sitting down all by himself in his own room, takes his own eyeball out uh, in a kind of a weird robot way, but sets it down and replays an interaction between him and his son. And it was probably one of the saddest parts of this book. That was rough. It, because he watches that happen you know, he's talking, uh, Vin is trying to get his dad's attention uh, as he's reciting. I think it's Shakespeare, I believe. He's really passionate about Shakespeare throughout this whole book. Uh, and he's just trying to get his dad's attention. His dad's like, well, I'm on a phone call right now. You can just see, uh, this is a <coughs> testament to the art of this book. Mm-hmm. He's That's happening in front of him. And then it all stops and Vision just, sh- he just hangs his head because he's, so distraught about the short time that he had with his own son before he passed away. Uh, So it's very sad, very sad. Uh, But after this, the vision comes to the conclusion that his son's death must be avenged uh, and is able to escape confinement to confront his brother, Victor Mancha and make him pay with his own life. Now, while the vision is gone, Virginia confides in Viv, the events that unfolded at Christopher Kinsky's house, that led to his death. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> Viv blames her mother for her friend's <laughs> death, floats on up through the ceiling. Uh Virginia is again unable to deal with the stressors around her, and she brutally kills Sparky. I mean, just throws death. him up against the wall. Can I say that
2: I
1: was more upset about the death of Sparky than I was anybody else in the book? <laughs> the poor dog um, doing nothing. No, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Sparky had it coming. He bit her. Because I'm- she was she's mean. The dog bit her, and rightfully so, in a moment of anger, she snapped its neck. Oh, yeah, because that's what I do. When she I'm didn't
0: when just the... snap its neck, dude. I mean, she snapped its neck, threw it up against the wall, dis- disemboweled it. When you see the dog, its stomach is left open,
1: okay? Well, you're not going to leave a stomach in a dead dog. I mean, that's just common yeah, sense.
0: what for Pete's sake. No. Back at Vision's attack on the Avengers, <laughs> the Vision is able to make quick work of them, even knocking out the Scarlet Witch after she desperately pleads for him to reconsider
1: finally yeah, alone he, gave with- the, he gave it the old george lucas
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love
2: you punch <laughs> sorry punch i love you i forgot that the he, feelings come after the, the oh that's right away. yeah
0: uh finally alone with victor vision explains that he is here to kill him from behind victor a hand pops through his chest That's right. Virginia has showed up and beat the Vision to killing Victor, pulling Victor's heart from his chest. Now, the reasoning Virginia has done this. Virginia believed that if the Avengers and the rest of the world looked upon the Vision as a murderer, the whole family would be shut down as creations of a dangerous machine. Virginia's actions allowed the Vision to remain untainted and also give her daughter the best chance to remain alive. Uh, so that's kind of where we end things. The epilogue, man, it's a sad one. This issue 12, uh, where Virginia sits down with the vision after this has occurred. And she straight, uh, she sets the record straight, pretty much, at least in her words, as they say. She calls the cops. She tells, you know, tells them everything that's happened. And then she pretty much drinks some poison. There's this water vase of Zen law, I think, that's been floating around. And it shows up every once in a while on the issues. It's been a gift. I was given the vision as a gift. Uh, I assume
2: from the it silver, silver surfer. Surfer, yeah. And they said in the first issue when they had guests over that it was a gift from the surfer.
0: So this thing just kind of sits around and floats. And Virginia just drank some of it in order to poison herself. Uh, after confessing everything that she did or that she done that she had done, uh, she promptly dies in her husband's arms. Uh, Scarlet Witch, though, is able to repair Sparky and reunites him with Viv. And we are left to see Viv off to school after a con- conversation with her father about attempting to be normal. And they finally understand that that is an unattainable goal. So there we go. That's the vision. Uh, Ronnie Adams, I, I gave you uh, closing comments here for nine through 12. What do you- as as
2: far fetched as everything is in a comic book, these are typical family problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody trying to cover up something they did yeah, right. This isn't,
0: this isn't, uh, this is nth level stuff. Yeah. But th- this, these are situations you're going to encounter over and over throughout having a family. That's it's, for sure.
2: It's regret because of. Um, A father loses his son too quick, and he looks back when he's done nothing really wrong. But anytime something regrettable like that happens, something horrible like that happens to someone you love, you automatically, the human mind goes to the point, one of the lowest points and says, oh, my gosh, I was such a terrible person to them. When you really probably weren't, your mind thinks, oh, I didn't spend enough time with him, you know, just because that one time I was on the phone, you know, that's that's from my, you know, I'm not a father but from you know from my friends who are and from from my dad that is like that cuts deep wow. i, I want to spend more time with my you know with my kids blah blah, blah. What why didn't i spend more time with them i think but that's, that's what, i
0: think that's regret that you feel for after losing any loved
2: one any loved one yeah, yeah absolutely it's it was it was interesting to see the the android point of view of that of you know he he regrets not spending more time with him uh you know did i do a good job kind of a deal you know going through his head all these for me i got all those feelings from that one panel just from his face Mm -hmm. knowing that he doesn't have any more time with him did he use the time that he had with him wisely and then you know The mother who does something for the good of her family, you know, and the the teenage daughter who was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you know, you were you were involved in this, you know, which How they
1: go again? how they go again?
2: You heard it.
0: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, repeated
0: five times. It'll happen. Um, oh my god. <laughs>
2: But you know it's a little heavier than that. But you know every every uh, every mother that has had a teenage daughter or will have a teenage daughter will go through with that, you know, or will go through that because they want to do something that's right. You know, uh, they want to protect their family. Yeah. But they just see it as an as you know they did wrong. No matter is, what they do, they did wrong.
0: That is the action. If anything, the actions that Virginia takes throughout every single issue it was all for the good of her family. Exactly. It was all for protecting yeah. the the family unit. So she
2: brutally murdered a man with a cookie sheet protecting the family, protecting the family. Yep, um, Like you do. <laughs> like you do. I mean, she turned a baking. Uh, she turned a baking utensil into a weapon. Um, she
0: went and faced CK's dad, Leon. Right. Head on. She, right up front. She wasn't, you know, she was doing it for her family. For her family, uh,
2: and she didn't do anything wrong there, but she was involved, you know, in the killing of her her daughter's friend, mm-hmm. and not hearing the entire thing or, or understanding where he came from, what she was coming from, she automatically blames your mom. You were involved in this. This is your fault. So yeah. she flew out of the room like most teenage girls do. <laughs> literally, here, <laughs> literally flew out of the room. <laughs> it, it, it breaks down real world family problems in a in a fantastic fictional way Mm
1: -hmm. my uh my wife asked me earlier she was like you know i was telling her about this comic and um some other stuff i i didn't pitch her my west coast avengers movie because i one i knew i was gonna pitch it to you guys who actually give a shit and two and two i i have just learned that there's one way to lose my wife's attention is to start pitching movies Um, but, uh, cause she, you know, cause she can get a maid, you know what I mean? But she asked me, she was like, you know, I, you weren't reading comics when I first met you. Where did the sudden interest come from? I'm like, well, I've always read comics. I just, you met me at a place in my life where I wasn't reading them because I had to focus on other things. But I've, she's like, what's the attraction to you? And I said, well, I mean, they're just another form of fantasy. You know, I've read Star Wars books, I've read Dragonlance books, I've read plenty of fantasy before. And, you know, it, the answer is the same for all of these it's escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also talked about the, in comics and in, you know, superhero stories, there's powerfulness. In a place, it transports me to a place of of powerful people, you know, in in a world where I don't feel particularly powerful. Mm -hmm. There's something that we've talked about privately. I don't want to get into it now. But there's a lot of frustration on my part, and you know, and so I can kind of go to these other places and see these other stories where you know individuals can can just take the law into their own hands and can handle things like warriors, and you mm-hmm. know, and it kind of gets me out of my own humdrum life. But the other side of that is, I have read some phenomenal stories. You know, this is one of those stories where the pendulum is right where it needs to be in terms of tone and theme and setting. This is a story that very much. Even though it's about you know androids and, and android families and superheroes, isn't really a superhero story.
2: No, no. at There's all. There's a
1: lot going on here. This is some pretty great fiction. This is you know this would constitute literature mm. uh, in, in a lot of ways. And uh, and I said to her, I was like, so some of the best stories I've ever read that you know that talked about society at large and our place in it came from comics. Now the pendulum sometimes swings one way where where it's the dark side, uh, dark side war, and, and I come away from it you know with a nosebleed, yelling, "Why doesn't anyone just rob a bank anymore?" You know,
2: <laughs> why does and, everybody want to destroy the world? Just go um, get a couple million. It the world anymore? It's the
0: multiverse. Well, yeah, the multiverse
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> and then the pendulum swings, and, and we talked about how great this was. But if it's nothing, if not a simple storyline, you know, welcome back, Frank, is as straightforward as it gets. It's yeah. just a revenge story. You know, I would not exactly cu- say that that Welcome Home, Frank, constitutes great literature. It was a fine comic book story, but it's the it's the best example I can think of of the pendulum swinging way too far the other way, where that said <laughs> nothing about society. That was just
0: <laughs> well, that was it <laughs> was just a fun tale. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, it was. You know, it was a Quentin Tarantino movie writ large on you know on a comic page. It's yeah. one it's one man killing a lot of people until they ran out of paper. Um, <laughs> it's bears. <laughs> uh, this is right smack in the middle of that. It's not as overly complex to the point where you can't, it's non, it's not relatable the way Dark Side War was, but it's not a it's not as simple and as straightforward as welcome home Frank. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. I liked uh, Vision kept saying... I really related to this, too. Like, I am the Vision, and I have saved the world 37 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because in a way... He was saying that that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, right. you know. It doesn't, you know, you know, He he threw he threw it out there with the principal, but he could bully the principal around. It's a school principal. On the other hand, when it came to when it came to when push came to shove, it didn't matter that he was the vision and he saved the world thirty-seven times. His wife fucking ECW'd a guy to death, and <laughs> and, and, and 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 in many ways was a part of the you know the manslaughter of a child. None of those, none of that mattered. And that spoke to me in a lot of ways how no matter how much good you do, it never offsets, it never really offsets the bad. It's almost a disheartening struggle for, for perfection. You'll never attain perfection, but you have to try because mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll be punished for it.
2: I've saved the world 37 times, but it's still screwed up.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I figure that it's a great representation to show you how powerful a person's vision is. But when it comes down to, uh, you know, just like anybody, you could be a a complete superstar, you know, political powerhouse. But if you don't have a handle or the the largest challenge you're probably going to face is your own family. I've said Mm -hmm. that so many times as I've become a father that I have never been challenged more in my life than with trying to raise my kids to understand right from wrong, how to act properly, how to just be a contributing person to society. (laughs) It is a daily struggle to do that. And not only that, I mean, these are super powered Android beings that the vision just, it seemed like he got into his head. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a family man. And I, I, I want this to work. So, Again, you could be a superhero, save the world thirty-seven times. That don't mean shit when you get home, take your boots off, and kiss your wife and sit down at the dinner table with your kids.
1: Mm -hmm. Not that you know it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they will too. (laughs) They will. They will. It doesn't mean a thing. So it's this is a great piece of storytelling. I really do understand Josh Calandrus's love for Tom King because mm-hmm. this right here is a great tale told by this man. Uh, so I, I will be glad to give some more stuff that Tom King is is writing a chance. Right now, he's writing a character. Speaking of Dark Side War, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is the first time we've talked about, or that was the first time we actually talked about that character, and that's Mr. Miracle. Tom King is writing Mr. Miracle. I
1: actually have the Tom King run on Batman. Oh really, Batman? Yeah, I told you guys about that. I got him for Christmas.
2: Yeah,
1: that's right. I am Gotham, and then uh, I am Gotham. I am Gotham. I am Suicide, and I am Bane.
0: Uh, All right, Ronnie. Do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to discuss, bring up about Tom King's vision? This
1: is
2: an incredible, incredible book of how it takes (laughs) such an extraordinary family and puts them in ordinary and you know ordinary situations, and somehow it gets. They just want to be ordinary they want to be normal and no matter how where they turn or what they do everything gets blown all out of proportion and becomes extra, uh, extraordinary again. You know, like you said, there's there's no life threatening, multiverse threatening, big bad in this. That's why it was so incredible because it's so in depth and intricate, and you and character. It revolves around the characters and how they feel and how they react to everything. And honestly, when you look at it, they react no differently than any other parent would you know, be it, you know, an artificial life form or, or not. That's what made it interesting to me to see if these, these characters, you know, she just, she's just defending her family. He's just defending his wife by lying to the cops because he knows that no matter what they do, they're going to get the blame for it. They're going to be taken away from him and he doesn't want that to happen. So it, it was just, it, it's, it's a sad tale. It can be funny at times as well. I mean, when you look at it, you know, I, I kind of want to point this out. When they had the, the, um, the, the couple come over and, um, and visit them. When they answer the door, they're all standing there with huge, gigantic smiles on their That's faces. Scary stuff. And it is the most terrifying thing ever. It's just like, oh, my gosh, are they, what what is happening right now? They're going to murder us because they look so, you know, it's it's Stepford Wives-esque. They they have the conversation just like any normal couple would of how, you know, they, you know, they seemed they seemed nice, you know, afterwards as they're throwing the cookies that, they were, that were baked for them in the trash because they don't eat. It, it was just, it was, it was, it,
0: it had me in. I was reminded of that time when they took, uh, Oh, they took out Victor to dinner and the waitress comes out and says, are you sure you don't want us to fix your meal for you? And he's yeah. like, oh, just bring us the check here in about 20 minutes and we'll be <laughs> right.
2: They ordered, you know, they ordered what I guess they thought was normal, but they didn't want him to fix it. You know, just charges for the, <laughs> The veal and, and the chicken parmesan, you know, whatever the kids want, just charge us, you know, for it and bring out the check.
0: <laughs> what? That, you was, know? that was some great stuff.
2: So it beautiful art, beautiful writing. Loved it. I'm, I'm so glad we covered it. And that's basically what I have to say about it. Agreed.
0: Just real quick before we get into plugs, just wanted to give you a heads up. Viv still continues on in the, uh, in the uh, Marvel Universe.
2: She's an uh, Avenger.
0: She, I was just looking this up. She's a champion, at least at champions, one point. She was, yeah. yeah, she was part of the champions. Uh, I'll just read a quick blurb here off of MarvelWikia.com. After a failed mission to counter Earth, where Viv recruited a group of random academy students to help liberate a group of androids asking for help, Viv decided to be uh, less rash and form her own team in a more organized way. Viv formed the Champions with Miss Marvel who she had developed a friendship after joining the Academy. So this is Avengers Academy I Avengers bet. Academy, yeah, 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 that's what you're talking about. But so yes, Viv still well, lives she's on. She's
2: been going on on missions with the Avengers now. Okay. With her dad.
0: Very cool. All right, well let's uh let's bring this Our discussion, source materials discussion about Tom King's vision to a close. And we are going to go into plugs, uh, everybody's favorite time of the night. So, Mark Radlich, let's start with you, buddy. Plugs, sir.
1: All righty. Depending on when you're listening to this, as I say every week on this show, (laughs) um, if you're listening to this live on Facebook tomorrow uh, we'll be talking about the Runaways. We're all great. I, I, I'm assuming both of you are going to be on for the Runaways.
0: I'm down for sure. Yeah. I mean, okay.
1: All right. So, myself, Jesse, and Ronnie, uh, this will be Ronnie's opportunity to torture me and Jesse's opportunity to not let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> as I'll be, host- I'll be hosting a TV party tonight for the Runaways, which ended uh, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. January 9th. And then on the Metal Hammer of Doom, uh, we're going to look back at the Cranberries. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to look at Corrosion of Conformity, the new album. Uh, when this goes live, there'll be a gag reel. Go right to it, then go back and listen to the whole show. <laughs> a that's listen, what I a Listen,
0: A listen is a listen.
1: I made my wife listen to the gag reel this morning. I was like, and I'm like in the car, like pissed that it, that it didn't drop earlier. <laughs> I <laughs> haven't <laughs> listened to it. Wait until nine o'clock. Excited. This is bullshit. Um, I, uh, I, so I went back and I listened to it at the beginning of it, and I just wanted to hear the music, and then I turned it off.
0: <laughs> wow! I want to get you, sucker! Don't you say right. that
1: uh isn't that a great song it
0: is is. I'm yeah, I
1: don't
2: the, the man who can plug his own stuff yeah i'll listen to the music and then turn it off
1: well no it's, <laughs> the rest of it was crap it was a matter of i will listen to the whole thing in my car in my wife's car we i didn't have the phone plugged into the area so <coughs> logistics so, mm-hmm. so this will this this little recording here the vision will be up if you're listening to it on the radles broadcasting network on january 22nd in which case tomorrow We'll, well, the gang will come back again and we'll uh, we'll do a TV party tonight. The Orville season one. It ended earlier, uh, late last year, or earlier this year. We're we'll finally getting it on the schedule to talk about it. So here we go. And then on the Metal Hover of Doom, we're going to do Avatar, Avatar Country. Oh, hell, the apocalypse. No source material unless Jesse has something in the can somewhere for the 29th. Instead, we're going to do a live TV party tonight for black mirror season four. So, you know, if you're missing Jesse, you won't be missing Jesse because he'll be there. (laughs) He's all over the rattles and broadcasting network these days. Oh yeah. Um, on the 30th of January, it's Sean's pick for On Trial. We're going to look at The Godfather Part 3. And then uh, we close out January on The Metal Hammer of Doom with Machine Head, Catharsis. If you're looking at more source materials in the month of February, we've got uh, Saga Volume 1, which will be on the network February 5th. Red Sun, the old Superman's Akami story on the 12th. The Who is the Black Panther on the 19th. And then we end the month of February with uh, Pirates Week Part 2. And we're going to talk about that famous pirate Aquaman Volume 1 from the New 52, The Trench. So that's what we got going on.
0: Very good. All right. Ronnie Adams, I think you do a show, don't you?
2: Uh, Sometimes. Uh, I have a show called Screaming Boy Podcast. Uh, We have a lot of cool episodes uh, that are are out there. And we've got um, some coming out very, very soon. And then we've got some future ones planned uh we're going to bring josh klanders on back on and we're going to talk about the second part of runaways uh not to steal the regulation broadcasting network's thunder on that but it's just such a good show that we want to talk about it as well klanders is pretty passionate about this show if you missed it we i mean well uh if you missed it live we've got it we'll have it up on itunes and all that really soon Uh, we talked about our favorite tv shows josh talked about runaways on that and did one heck of a job put me to shame on how um unorganized that i am dude had bullet points it was great (laughs) Uh (laughs) um We uh, will have him back on there. Um, future future shows. I'm going to try to incorporate some video and pictures into these shows. But um, I've got some comic conventions I'm going to in March. I'm going to North Carolina Comic Con in. And- oak city what it's called north carolina Comic oak city which is in raleigh north carolina um there's a lot of cool things going to happen to it they haven't announced what events are going to be there but they have announced uh some of most of the uh the guests that are going to be there uh the main event uh to put it that way is going to be kevin eastman from eastman and Laird, uh who created the teenage mutant ninja turtles um, I actually get to meet him, have him sign some artwork for me, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, then there's going to be, uh, you know, Richard Case, a few other, you know, uh, creators that are going to be there. Uh, artists, authors, colorists, things like that. So that'll be really cool. And then in July, I'll be going to Raleigh Supercon, where the guests will be Dave Batista, Sean Gunn, both from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, will be amy joe johnson the original pink ranger and william shatner will also be there uh, so depending on um, how froggy i'm feeling i'll see who who i meet unfortunately i cannot afford to meet them all because they do charge for their their autographs and pictures mm. but uh, we'll see you know what's going on with that uh, but uh, they will be there some a lot of cool stuff uh, raleigh supercon is a big event so i'm really pumped about going to that and actually uh jesse mark i'm actually breaking you know going against my word for these cons i said i would never do cosplay going to a con i actually am going to try my hand at cosplay these this time around i've got most of my uh most of my outfit figured out and uh Uh, What I'm going to do, and I've just got to build a few things, you know, uh, I'm going as a Ghostbuster.
1: Oh, that's fun.
2: um, I have the tan uh, coveralls flight suit, you know, the boots. I just have to do the, the elbow pads. I've got everything. I just have to make sure they are. I'm going to go as screen accurate as possible so the gray elbow pads the gray pistol belt uh army pistol belt things like that and i actually had um if you go on ebay and look up uh no ghost you know screen accurate ghostbusters patches there's a lady on there that did a phenomenal job put my last name on on a name name tag uh you know or a patch with my last name and the no ghost patch that goes on the right arm and it is actually looks like it came right out of the movies bought those from her she did a great job. I have plans to build a proton pack, ecto goggles, the whole nine. And uh it will all have cost me less than two hundred dollars to create. Very cool. So that sounds it,
0: like fun, man.
2: Yeah, I I, I said I would, never would do it, but um going to these things and 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 doing these shows um have really stretched my my comfort zone. Uh, On a lot of things that I've talked about, done, experienced, I never thought I would actually get to go to a comic convention. So why not have as much fun as possible with it and try something new? Uh, So therefore, that is why I'm doing cosplay and uh, something that I never really got behind, never understood. Enjoy looking at, you know, enjoy, you know, seeing people dressed up and using their imagination. But, you know, that's not for me. So that's, you know, just kind of taking myself out of my own comfort zone and saying, you know, doing something I never thought I would do.
0: Oh, you'll have fun, man. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Can't wait to hear about it, man.
2: Since... Um, like I said, we'll try to get some video, pictures, lots of pictures, of course, some videos, maybe some, you know, a little bit of uh, hopefully some some interviews with some, some certain people I have there. I have a friend. Um, I, I call him a friend. I don't know what he calls me, but I, I will. He actually he writes or wrote for Screen Junkies for a while and has um, has written books for Faith and Fandom. He he relates the his Christian faith to you know comic book fandom. So it's it's he's super cool guy. Has hosted. Several panels that I've been on. One of them was Nerd Slam. Uh, the other one was uh, uh he actually did uh, a versus panel uh, where he just gave like you know antiheroes. Mine that I was uh, you know involved in brought to me and this other gentleman, and he said, "All right, your your topic is antiheroes. You pick an antihero. You pick an antihero, and uh, you tell us why yours would be his." This was where uh, Rob Liefeld was there. So the guy, of course, picked Deadpool. Uh, I picked Venom. Everybody voted for Deadpool, even though my argument was much better uh, (laughs) because, you know, they thought maybe that would help them meet. Rob Liefeld. I don't know. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, the fix was in. So, I, I, you know, as soon as he said Deadpool, I was like, well, I've lost. But, you know, just some cool stuff going on there. Uh, we got some, you know, shows lined up. Check it out. Check us out on social media Facebook, Screaming Boy Productions, uh, on Twitter, at Screaming Boy PR, Instagram, Screaming Boy Productions. We got some cool pictures. Go on, give us a like. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. And you had better subscribe to this network right here the Radulich and Broadcasting Network.
0: Very good. Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, go give that Radulich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. Go back in the archives, listen to the last episode, check out Black Lightning. We had a fun time discussing (laughs) that 12-issue series that happened in the late 70s. A lot of surprises, in my opinion. I think we came away with that. Well, I should say, surpassed my expectations. We'll just put it that way for uh, a late 70s.
1: I was pampered of the year. Yeah. (laughs)
0: No, 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 no more. Ah, you can take the window, or you can take the stairs.
1: No, kiss my natural black ass. <laughs> what <laughs> <ain't know> about-
0: <laughs> happening right
1: now? <laughs> you know about the elevator? That's great stuff. But uh, Yes,
0: check that out. Black Lightning happened. Uh, got released right here on the Rattlerch and Broadcasting. Oh, it happened all right. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> so that's uh, that. That's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, let me go ahead and give you my my Twitter. It's at StizNark the show's twitter at source Matt cast you can uh follow us all give us a like do all that great stuff on facebook twitter, everyone it. tweet
1: kevin feige g- to make my west coast avengers movie
0: yes yes please tweet, Tell them the paul,
1: tweet paul bettany demand a west coast avengers movie and a follow-up vision series on netflix do this for me Okay, do this for your, do this for me, and do it for yourselves. You know, you all want this movie that I pitched. You heard it, you loved it. Pants came off, sweat was happening. It, you know, you all want to see this West Coast Avengers movie.
2: <laughs> I don't know if any of that happened.
0: <laughs> oh, you took your pants off, you and got jacket.
1: Everybody, that's right. Take off your pants and jacket. Um, everyone got excited about my West Coast Avengers pitch and vision and follow-up Netflix vision series. Now you just, you got to get out there and let Kevin Feige know. Okay, Let him know that he needs Mark Radledge on his team to help put these movies into production. And if this
2: happens, everyone tweet Mark Radledge and tell him he needs Jesse and Ronnie on his team... (laughs) Pretty <laughs> quick,
0: some of those paychecks. That's right. I want to one, at least two percent. Damn it, I,
1: Shoot, Ronnie! I percent, Ronnie. I promise, if I become a rich and famous producer at Marvel, uh, you can be in my, you can be in my posse. Okay. okay, wait, wait. I'm not carrying your umbrella or tying your shoes or anything. <laughs> you'll do what I, you'll do what I tell you if you want that. If you want to ride that gravy train, buddy. <laughs> I
0: want my ideas heard. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, okay, so give give the, uh, yeah, go to blogtalkradio.com, search Radulich, find all these great shows in the archives. We talk MMA, we talk <laughs> wrestling, comic books, movies, all sorts of great shows there. You can find them. Uh, let's get out of here. That's Ronnie Adams. That's Mark Radulich. My name is Jesse Starcher. Thanks for joining us this evening. Everybody have a great one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Um, it's well it's not slash fiction. I don't have like Wonder Man in love with Hercules, but I'll get to that in just a second.
0: No I don't do anything strange here at the house. I, I try to I try to, you know, be cordial to everybody, but I have that
2: oh, the, the the you know, the loud metal you play every Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> With the
0: ancient arcane
2: yeah. incantations that that are chanted during those songs, uh, I don't know what you're talking
1: about no, uh, don't no idea. Don't know what you're talking about. No idea. Whatain? <laughs> no clue. So.
2: Wait, wait. No, this. No, this. I'm not
0: insane. <laughs> are we still on this. Yes. <laughs> I don't know,
1: man. Maybe, maybe you were eating chips and imagined it. I uh, yeah. I, I don't. Mm, uh, you're, you're... How Ronnie doesn't fucking stab me I, <laughs> I don't You
0: live in Florida That's the only reason i I have a better understanding of somebody loving a robot with the way things are going nowadays with all these sex robots and stuff popping all up uh,
1: counting uh, down the days until yours comes in or I mean (laughs) Uh,
0: it's got just it's got interchangeable crotches for the wife and for the husband okay did I tell (laughs) you about the guy
1: Jesse no did I tell you about the guy who I work with who thought I had one (laughs) what's the matter Jesse you don't want to talk about Sex robots anymore?
2: I regret. I
0: don't care if Jesse
2: does or not. I don't. No, the. Uh, yeah, you act the... like this is your show or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I understood those two were together i just you know i didn't know what brought it them no together cow. i didn't uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't know i always he was like a kin doll <laughs> well yeah no nothing down there just.
1: that issue of the avengers where, just, where you know captain america and thor is kind of hanging around like hey vision let's see your dick <laughs> let's let's say it buddy that's what <laughs> i n- never want to read <laughs> <laughs> It's what the Avengers Age of Ultron scene where they're trying to lift up the hammer was really based on. was an entire scene in the comic book where they were just all sitting around just like, come on, Vision. Let's see the dick. Iron Man gets up. He shows his. He was just like, I dare you. I fucking dare you. (laughs)
0: Who wrote this? Kevin Smith. Not where I wanted to go. Not where I wanted to go. Nobody wanted to go there.
1: We think that my daughter is going to start, you know, getting into puberty very, very soon, and we expect a lot of floating through the ceiling.
2: Young lady, you stop <laughs> floating right now and come down here and talk to us.
1: When you when, when Kira floats away from you, Jesse, how do you handle it? <laughs> she phases through
0: the door. It's un- I just walk right into it. It's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> I walk <won't get laughs> into the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, oh, you. Benny, come in here. Do something
2: about this. Uh, so right. phases through the door. <laughs> what did I think of that?
1: Okay. Well, you're not going to leave a stomach in a dead dog. I mean, that's just common yeah, sense. For what, what
0: Pete's sake, no. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I am a sensitive
1: I, girl on the inside, well, especially I, the music I've been playing lately.
0: <laughs> well, well <laughs> it's on repeat. No,
1: no clue. The demons are summoned. You are terrible. <laughs> and I have been playing a lot of that in the house. A lot of that and Amy Mann and Tori Amos. Yeah, you know, a lot of sad woman music, Good lord, oh, man, sad girl music. That's what we play a lot of it. and you the light house, candles when you play this stuff? Once. No, we did No, we did laundry. It was even worse. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's just, what you probably place like Bobby McFerrin
2: and just <laughs> dance around for a while. Nice.
0: A f-
1: when Roddy puts <laughs> on some favorite music, it always turns the goat penis. No, I don't know. I, no, I don't
2: know who that is. Roddy goat loves goat penis.
1: penis. <sighs>